0: Hello everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast, Industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions, the nine-minute hackers never sleep. Let's get to it. We have a repeat guest, Mr. Jim West, is coming back. He was our number eight podcast in January of 2021, so he's he's a top ten. He's a first first tier, uh, you know, great repeat offender for us. At that time, he was talking to us about the nine security principles. But today, we have a whole bunch of new questions for him. We're gonna we're gonna see what he's up to, and so Jim, let's start off. What have you been up to since last being on the Cyber Pro podcast?
1: Oh my goodness, I will hear it all the time. I'm a man that's lived many lifetimes, right? But the down and dirty of it is, uh, I founded a business called TopCyberPro.com during the shutdown in COVID, and I've won an award. I actually been recognized in industry for it. uh But yeah, TopCyberPro.com, I'm a founder CEO, and I basically help people bridge the gap, skills gap in cybersecurity, get people in the industry. I love it, and the skills gap is such an
0: important thing to talk about, uh, and we, we will talk about that on one of your bonus questions, actually. So I'm excited to kind of dig into there. But the next question I want to ask because you you know you get to play in a, a number of different worlds, right? Your business and and your big boy job and all those fun things. How has the cybersecurity landscape evolved over the past few years?
1: I would say we've gotten better definition of certain you know sectors of cybersecurity. For example, the threat intelligence, the threat analysis realm has shaped up real nicely. You know, you hear all the buzzwords about the cyber skill chain now giving way to the MITRE attack framework. So that that sector has really found its legs. And in other areas like emerging technology now, I foresee us getting new roles that are focused just on emerging tech, things like AI machine learning and how it impacts and can be utilized and harnessed for an organization. I love it.
0: Yeah, and it- I agree, like we have more framework, but the frameworks that we have tend to be
1: more thought out. Would you agree? Oh, of course. I think, like in DOD, for example, I can speak to a recent change the 8140, the Cybersecurity Workforce uh, Initiative and Doctrine. It is now done kind of like back in the days of DIACAP going to risk management framework. That's kind of what's happened to that 8570. Anyone that's a defense contractor works in defense. I've heard about 8570 certifications, and now 8140 is taken over. You're we're getting that uh, that granularity, the detail, you know, real rubber meets the road stuff. Love it. So,
0: Jim, talk to me about any emerging trends, technologies, approaches that you are excited about.
1: So, I've recently taken on LinkedIn. Microsoft and LinkedIn has a great uh, partnership of delivering a course on generator of AI. Anyone watching, listening to this video, go link to look for generative AI. It's free training by leading experts in it. And it gets you, you know, a certificate, right? And it gets you, you know, an insight into really what AI is beyond just chat GPT, casually knowing about it. But to your point of the question, I think AI and machine learning, we're going to hear a lot of buzz around it for at least the next three to five years. But just like anything new, it's going to eventually there'll be a lot of deluge of it. And then we'll kind of whittle down to the real uh, the real people that know how to harness it and the real people that can produce results. Nice. Are you, are you worried that it's kind of jumped up and,
0: and ramped up super fast without a lot of controls around it?
1: Um. Well, it's like anything in tech, right? Every time there's been a tech revolution or evolution, what'll happen is, is the laws, our legal system can't keep up. You know, right now we're seeing, a uh, great example. I'll try to be concise, but like I've seen recordings, so just talking music now, of Johnny Cash singing a modern song, Elvis, Tupac and Biggie doing these remixes of modern songs with AI duplicating their voices. It's not 100% perfect, but just imagine where we'll be at a year, two, three, five years from now. So, just in the music industry, how does an artist control their copyright or the likeness of their voice for their estate, you know, and their business after their death? The laws can't cover that copyright covers only so much ground but when you meet something like AI it's going to disrupt a lot of industries not just cyber not just you know advertising marketing not just magazines and print text but it's also going to disrupt things like the music industry so it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the next several years but guess what it'll be exciting it's going to be something that people should not be afraid of learn about it like that LinkedIn course I mentioned learn about it get in to know about it change your perspective because it is not going away
0: of it and and I never even thought about a use case like the music industry so thank you for sharing that could you share a real world cybersecurity story
1: and some lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it so i guess most of cybersecurity is about we always think in terms of defense 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 we got to you know lock down harden we got to patch we got to test You know, it's all it's like this constant thing. And a lot of times we hear about also fatigue, especially during COVID with cyber, the remote workforce and cyber still running strong. It just seems like a fire department and there's always a fire to put out and you just get that mental as well as physical fatigue. I think that the challenge or at least the the story here is, is that we're now beginning to understand or at least, you know, leaders are beginning to understand that that we have to incorporate the. the same practice they used to do for developers. Like when you think of the Google stories of, oh, they got the break rooms, they got the sleep pods, they have all these things for software developers because they're nonstop working. That same culture has to permeate down to our, our tech workers, our support staff, because they're getting burnt out just like developers do. Human beings are human beings no matter what role you're fulfilling. And I think what we will see from both a a wellness perspective, as well as a behavior analysis perspective, as we move into areas like zero trust and other uh, expert systems to, to combat insider threat, we're going to see a lot of psychology. I think in the in the next great wave of cybersecurity,
0: it's already kind of started, Jim. You know, I'm actually in my doctorate program for cyber psychology, and so it's it's already starting to become
1: an educational path for people. So it's very very interesting. Well, yeah, that- that by itself can be an hour-plus-long discussion on behavior, user behavior analytics, yes. Love it, love it.
0: So, Jim, final fun question for you. We we previously asked you your favorite retro technology, but now what's your favorite piece of current technology that makes you smile?
1: You know, I did mention already earlier, I, 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 I am enjoying the, the AI revolution, as I'll call it, where we've kind of had AI for a while, like since the 80s, actually, from movies like War Games and... These systems have not are not immediately new, but the usage of them and the popularity is now new. Um, but yeah, I would say it's AI, and I I love having the discussions with people. You, know, you have some people that believe it's going to take over the world, or hey, James Cameron has warned us with our own film franchise about the dangers of AI and Skynet, and I and I hear those concerns, and we should have certain safeguards, uh, like Dr. Shapiro at MITRE has spoken about ethics in AI, and the industry, and all these experts from around the world are still trying to debate over what set of frameworks, ethics, and standards are they going to to utilize in the development of AI systems. And those are some really interesting conversations to be had, and uh, my input to Dr. Shapiro actually was to incorporate the philosophical razors into that um, ethics consideration discussion. Jim, thank you for being on the CyberPro podcast again. Hey, it's a pleasure. I'm glad to come back again, and you know, being in the top top ten or the first ten rather, uh, it's been a bit of honor's mine. Thank you for
0: tuning into the Cyber Pro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.